0: Welcome to Dry Clean Only, conversations on fashion and style. This is episode six, where we interview Lindsay Butler, designer and founder of VEDA, a designer collection focused on essential leather pieces. Dry Clean Only is a new podcast developed by myself, Kristen Cole, and my partner, Christina Ehrlich. Good morning, Christina. How are you?
1: good morning
0: how's it going
1: another day
0: another day living the life the omicron wave life um okay so today we are speaking with lindsay butler from veda she's um here in new york in chinatown and for those who don't know her she is basically the leather jacket queen that is her whole her whole business is kind of based around leather jackets so we're excited to chat with her today um, and on that thread, we've been kind of chatting all things leathers. Um, what what leathers do you have in your closet, Christina?
1: So I, for years, was always the person who was like waiting to find that leather jacket that was considered my, my the leather jacket of my life. Yeah. Discovered Hider Ackerman in around like 2007 when he was sort of really hitting the scene and i got a few leather jackets from him one in black a brown suede one and then my dream which was this vest that had no sleeves Ooh. and it's like a motorcycle jacket but it's long okay and like a long vest and those are those are really my main go-to leathers when I'm having that, that are these like thin and kind of body con or there's, well, I have a gray one of his, it has like an open neck, like a flash dance sweatshirt Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. a zip. And the whole thing's very like baggy. Mm -hmm. So it's like a moto jacket, but you push up the sleeves. So it almost is like a leather jacket and a sweater kind of soft. Yeah. Soft. Then the suede one is a a stretch. Mm -hmm. Very, very fitted with some intricate zippers and then um, the black one is amazing. It's skin tight arms. It's short, it's moto. And then it's crisscross laces all down the side of the arm.
0: Oh my gosh. I mean,
1: they're all intense, Yeah, but you wear them differently. And yeah. that was such a moment that I just yeah. made a full commitment. And I was like, these are gonna be my like leather collection. This is your thing, yeah. I love it. What about it. you?
0: Okay, so I have I have three moto style leather jackets. I have one by Proenza that I love. It's kind of like cropped and boxy, but like very classic, thick. Thick leather um, moto style in black. I have a Veda um, in her original uh, Jane, which is like one of her signature styles. It's a very just kind of classic soft leather moto jacket. Um, and then I have one by Acne Studios, which is a butterscotch leather. It is so beautiful, and it was, I mean, probably my favorite, you know, for a long time. But I will tell you I lost the belt. It had a you know detachable Mm -hmm. belt. Yep. Um and I lost it at Charles de Gaulle in Paris on a buying trip. And yeah, it never I never recovered it, (laughs) though I tried, um, or my assistant tried. And um yeah, they wouldn't they couldn't make me another one. I tried and I know that I know
1: the acne leather jacket. See, I was really not the same.
0: It's not the same as wanted one.
1: I know, I know, but I have the leather jacket trench that I lost the belt.
0: See, it's and, I the, and I know the and I know the feeling.
1: And they actually made me another belt, but the belt doesn't fit in the loops, so it's yeah. sort of just like you're not no. going to have a belt with this jacket. No,
0: me. it's kind of sad. So yeah, those those you know exist in my closet. But yeah, gorgeous. I wear the Veda, I wear the Proenza all the time, um, and I do have one long black leather trench by Sandy Liang, um, mm-hmm. and that one is really cute because it has a like Peter Pan collar in a white shearling. It's like gorgeous. It's, it's very adorable. Yeah, I love that. But yeah, that's kind of it um, for me and the leathers. Well, there's probably more, but um, we won't. We don't need to get into them. How do you like to style your leathers? Like, how do you wear it? How do you style your clients in it?
1: Well, I, I just look at it again as like a second skin. And I tend to usually want to wear my leathers when I'm wearing a thinner under. So even though I can wear like a big chunky sweater with the vest, yeah. I find that when I want to wear a leather jacket, I'm feeling like more of like a fitted silhouette. Yeah. And so I'll wear a high-waisted jean, a high-waisted Kind of sexy. Kind of sexy. Or if it's spring and I'm wearing like a long maxi skirt, I'll wear like a long tank top and throw it over. Yeah. Um, It's interesting with clients, I would say it's usually for specific events where like leather would come in. I think that there was a time when a lot of women really wanted to wear a lot of leather leggings in oh, yeah. some way, shape, or form.
0: Oh yeah. I think that you know moment... the row?
1: Do you know the Rose of leather? Course. Oh my yeah. gosh, those are so popular. I used to sell a ton of those. Yeah. But I wouldn't say really with my style with styling that yeah. leather plays a big no. place with my clients at this no. at, at this moment in time. I mean, I think when things start to be more outside, there's always a conversation of let's get her a great leather jacket. Yeah. But we haven't had that conversation in, I know, sadly, almost sadly. two years now.
0: Yep. Yep. But
1: it's, leather's a staple, and I it's think staple. it's classic. And yep. I think it's a really easy way for women to express themselves individually. Throughout- no,
0: I love that. And I think, you know, we talk a lot about, you know, smart investments and, you know, kind of signature pieces to have in your wardrobe and like a little black dress, you know, having a great black leather jacket is kind of, no, I mean,
1: that's why I'm and really essential. excited about Lindsay today because, truthfully, I would like to get more into it, to be yeah. honest. And I think that even for the lifestyle that's like staying at home, I mean, you and I talk about like certain brands and styles that we covet a lot. I would even say that for like life today, I would love like a leather shirt or something like a leather shirt just to wear at home as like an over the t-shirt thing since you don't really really want to sit at home with a jacket on.
0: Today, Christina is wearing her red Darte sweatshirt in red. A classic. Looking very very cute. And I'm wearing a North Face puffer. You're in a a
1: puffer coat.
0: (laughs) I'm wearing a puffer because it's just so cold here in New York. Um, And yeah, today's not the, the cutest day, but that's okay. Yeah. So I generally, when I wear leather jackets, I like to do kind of the, you know, black turtleneck look under it. I love that kind of like Andy Warhol. Um, and I like to wear it with high-waisted vintage denim. Like that's kind of my look. I do think leathers are great over, you know, a big, beautiful, like flowy dress or something. I think it's kind of like an edgy, interesting way to adorn a dress. Um, but again, I, I don't, I mean, I don't wear dresses right now, so Um, Okay, so we are still in the middle of um, Omicron, we do not want to be here anymore. Um, But that said, you know, still a lot of like TV watching and book reading and not going out too much. So I'm watching, I just started Euphoria. Have you seen? I watched
1: it. Do you know what? I literally, I I watched it two nights ago and then I wanted, I didn't realize it was the only episode that was put out. Yeah. And I was like, well, where's the next one? And my friend was like, you have to wait now. I know like, it's I'm not used to waiting. They all come out at one time. <laughs> I know. I much prefer
0: to binge. It's like such a gratifying way to watch TV. Um, you know, Euphoria is so um you know, good looking and well styled and well shot. And it's, you know, I love the look and feel Zendaya is amazing. Raw,
1: and yeah. Raw, and raw.
0: And real Zendaya, and
1: rough. <laughs>
0: no, I, well, like, that's the thing. Like I think Zendaya is amazing. Hunter Schaefer is amazing. Um, and Sydney Sweeney, I think like those women are amazing in this, but, um, you know, the content is too, it's a little much for me, you know, I'm just like such a mom now. Um, I just look at that and I am terrified of my boys becoming teenagers. You know, it's just like pretty brutal to watch. Yeah. So. Yeah. Okay. So on a we, lighter note, sales, on a, <laughs> on a lighter note, sales. Yeah. All right. So it is sales season, which, um, you know, happens every basically January and August in the U S um, you know, as a former retailer, that was the worst time of my life. Margins get killed. Your stores look like a mess, And, you know, the vibe is very off. Um, But from the customer perspective, it is such a great time. You can get so many great deals. And, you know, if you're going to approach it as a smart shopper, you know, there's so many great opportunities to buy into brands you love, really great pieces like cashmere or coats, that kind of thing. And yeah, there's, there's just, there's a lot of good sales right now. Have you come across anything?
1: I am really not shopping for anything right now, but yeah. I do appreciate for work that I have with private clients and private clients that have been looking for specific things. I think if you are somebody who covets high fashion luxury items, that there are some great deals right now. I've seen some great stuff on Net-a-Porter up to 80% off with brands like Balenciaga mm-hmm. and Alexander McQueen. Amazing. Saks Fifth Avenue has got like a 70% off going on brands like Chloe and Brunello. I would say, if I was going to indulge, since being back more on the West Coast, I have this um, not so secret obsession with the store Mohawk General, just because yep. I think it's cool and different. And it reminds yep. me of like stores like Fred Siegel back in the day, where they get sort of that mix of everything. Yep. And I know they've That's got a great somehow- edit
0: for. For LA. It's, it's really, and
1: you know yeah. what, if you're a Dries Van Noten fan, like I am, but I have like the best Dries ever. It has to be like a real knockout price for me to even and look Dries, at Dries.
0: Dries never ages you know, just,
1: well, my old Dries is like my, my ever favorite stuff ever.
0: Well, I was looking, um, essence is my favorite kind of, of the online e-tailers. Um, and they have 40, (laughs) they have 40 to 70% off. Oh, I'm like, so retail jargon all the time. It's really gross. No, I need. I used to do a book on it. (laughs) Oh God. I checked out. Yeah. Essence 40 to 70% off matches, which has a, you know, great edit. They have a lot going on. Um, and then I just went to a couple, you know, brands that I like, you know, I went to, Co. And they have 50 to 70% off. So you could get, you know, a great deal on a beautiful cashmere sweater. You know, I went to Miriam Nasir because she carries Mm -hmm. some jewelry I like and you know, there were some nice pieces on sale. Comey has some really great pieces and you know, that's such a great place to go to find, Mm -hmm. you know, I mean, whether it's a jumpsuit or just like a really pretty, yeah, dress. I'm scared
1: to go on their website. If they're having a sale, it's actually, yeah, it's a pretty
0: extensive 50% off sale. It. There's not a lot of sizes left. They had a lot of good things. And then, you know, when I'm looking, so right now I'm looking for one thing in particular and I usually go on list. Do you use list at all? Uh list is a, an aggregator. And it's L Y S T. And this is basically like one, one step more refined than Google. So it's like, you know, not that great, but in a way, I mean, you're not going there for like an edit, but when I'm shopping online, I'm not really looking for that. I'm just looking for the thing that I want and you know, what's a, what's a sharp price. So I'm looking for a new Chelsea boot um, I've spent the last two years living in uh, Loewe, Lugsole, Chelsea boot. That's great, but you know, I'm like getting a little tired of it. And I also have a pair of Brother Belly's, um snakeskin boots with like a mm-hmm. little cap heel, and they're beautiful. They're ankle boots. And I wear that, you know, when I'm like dressing up slightly. <laughs> Cause I really, you know, don't wear heels or anything like that. Um, but I'm, you know, I need something new and I know what I wear. So I need a new black boot, a really chic black Chelsea boot, like leather sold a little, you know, kind of like Cuban heel stack leather heel. Um, you should
1: also look at Saint Laurent.
0: Well, Saint Laurent is, is a good call. Cause they make like the most classic Chelsea boots. And I need to add that into my
1: search. I, mean, I think if anybody wants a classic luxury piece, it's just for me, Saint Laurent is the number one.
0: Especially for that. I I totally agree. Um, And I need to look at their Chelsea boots. But the one I was um, looking for was the Bottega, uh, the Bottega Veneta Chelsea boot that has an elongated toe and then kind of it's squared off at the end. It's really nice. Um, And I just feel like it looks comfortable and, you know, like something I would wear every day because I you know, just wear a lot of like black jeans and black sweaters. And like, this is really simple, easy look. You were mentioning Kate. You know, Kate has a good Chelsea Kate's boot got, as well.
1: Kate, Kate, if you go on their website right now, I don't think it's going to be around much longer, but they've been offering. Great things on sale, like they're like a classic that that knit dress that they do with the interesting neckline and the yeah. long sleeve. Yeah, I like some that of one. those blouse tops that they do that are off the shoulder. Mm-hmm. It's an investment. Yeah, but you no, know, very it's much a... like the Row or Brunello, it, their Gabriela Hearst. These are real quality that you're going to have.
0: So, any outfits of the week? Have you had any good moments this week? <laughs>
1: Well, I mean, I thought about like what I've been wearing the last few weeks. And I would say that I'm really impressed and inspired these days by um, the line a dayum, which Mm -hmm. is um, Hanako Meida. And she did another line called Ichi, which is what she's calling her gender neutral line and I
0: haven't heard Ichi I need to look that up
1: and the pieces are made in Japan and they are very um, urban and playful and comfortable so I have like a camel pant with big elastic waistband it's like a cargo but it feels a little bit more sort of like the Garçon Japanese, the, way the legs yeah. are cut and you can cuff up the bottom. Cute. And then I have a beautiful like a tapered leg. No, no, they're wider. They're oh, wider. wider. It's almost like a palazzo pant that's not to the floor. Cute. And then she did these great um, sweaters that are you don't even have to wear anything underneath it. It's a, like a cotton twill that has a white collar buttoned into it.
2: Cute. So the
1: collar's out. So it's it's a little tomboy, but it's yeah. also little french girl
0: Cute. yeah and i'm
1: finding that like i've got to make myself put on a, on a look even if i'm just going to the office and staying yeah. in the office i think it's yeah. for self-esteem and motivation that no. we've all got to push ourselves right now even though it's cold tonight
0: i'm going to go um well, first to Joe's Gallery, uh, Broadway, because they're installing John Pistoni, which I'm really excited about. I want to uh, go. New artist. Yeah, he's an L.A.-based artist. It's really beautiful work, so I'm super excited to see that. Um, and then we're going to go to La Artusi and eat that little Italian spot in the West Village. So uh, sweet. We're going to eat, yeah, probably outside. I don't know. We'll see. Um, in light of this conversation. And this will be the best outfit of my week. Um, I'm just going to wear a leather jacket tonight. I'm probably going to wear my Proenza with a turtleneck, maybe another tomorrow, vintage jeans, a great boot. And then this lovely puffer, which is like my second skin right now over the whole thing. So it's not a super exciting outfit, but it'll be cute. And my big thing is I'm going to actually wear makeup tonight. So and maybe you can help me, I'm either gonna do a red lip, strong red lip, nothing else. Or a friend of mine just gave me, which is so sweet. She gave me this like really glittery eyeshadow. Um, It's like a champagne color. It's like super glittery. And so I could also just line my eyes with the glitter and nothing else.
1: Ooh, I kind of want you to do both.
0: I know. I know. But I'm like, I feel like, especially right now, that's like way too
1: much. No, but if the eye is kind of neutral and then you do it a is. pop on the mouth, it is. Okay.
0: I'll let you start, know what start, I decide. do this.
1: Do me a favor. Start with yeah. the eye, send start me a picture eye. of the eye and then we'll discuss the mouth. Okay.
0: Perfect. Cause you know, I only get one no, or two no, moments either. a week to you actually look cute. So and I sure might as well. Exactly. You're All here right. Okay. So let's um, loop Lindsay in. Uh, so excited to talk to her. So let's do that. Wonderful. Thanks for joining us on the pod. To be here. Um, how are you doing? Are you in your new uh, studio in Chinatown?
2: I'm not. It's so cold today. I decided to stay home and actually also. There, there's a couple more people in the office today. So I thought maybe just keep it at a minimum. Yeah, I don't, I don't need to go into so. No, uh, no, I totally yeah. <laughs> agree.
0: Yeah. It is so cold. Lindsay um, and myself are in New York. Christina's in LA, but no, today is like one of those bone chilling, like your eyeballs hurt when you're outside walking. Totally. What, what is like, the, what's the temperature? It's like 14 or something
2: crazy. And I tell like you, it's like, feels like one is
0: like yeah. what
1: the, <laughs> what no, it's so, really. if I tell, you,
2: it's really if I tell you guys don't, that it's don't 65
1: do it, here, <laughs> well, I'm just saying no. it's 65 here today with a high of 75 and I'm freezing. So oh I'll shut up,
2: but I know so. that about LA. It's like weirdly like the coldest place. Like, I don't know why it's, I think it's that it's drier or something. And it once chill. you get chilled, it's like you're cold.
1: I can say that it's, it's a bone chill at night. It's like a desert cold. Yeah. And um, I think
0: it's that you get used to 75 and sunny <laughs> and uh, then, you know, the slightest dip. Is- well,
1: I will say this in all the years I've lived in New York, even though the last two years have been different, I will say that I made a point of it every year from the end of December until the beginning of March, unless it was fashion week, always be in LA and it was award season. So it was always very justifiable, but I've I've had plenty of snowy walks on Christie street. So I
2: I know.
0: Okay. So Lindsay, all right. So I I've known you since I started carrying your line at by George, I think, right. Mm-hmm, we, we met yep. when, and you're from, you're from Texas. Mm-hmm, yes. right, so tell me your line is definitely, you know, a little bit New York and a little bit Texas. How do you kind of combine those influences?
2: Yeah, I think that's perfect. It's a little bit of both, but I started beta in New York and so it has like a very New York identity, I think. And it's like, look, and also just Even like a leather jacket makes more sense for New York, um, I think, more than it does even for Texas. So I think that that's that identity kind of, or like the ethos of the brand sort of makes a little bit more sense for New York. But I think my kind of approach to dressing and um, style and fashion in general is really influenced by growing up in Texas. So I think that it does definitely come through.
0: It definitely has that kind of like Texas ease, but also kind of New York cool girl. So I love it. Definitely carried it. I carried it at by George at ten over six and forty five ten, which means I think it's one of the only brands I carried at all the stores, which is so strange. Oh, wow. um, but I think really it has something. Flattering. Well, it has something to do with the fact that you make you know you make the perfect leather jacket, and I, I think we'll talk a little bit about iconography and you know all the style references and style icons in terms of leather jackets, but like, there's something for everyone, you know, it's the perennial yeah. counterculture, cool, cool girl, cool guy staple. <laughs> um, but what are some of, what are some of your ideas that come to mind when you think of, you know, the leather jacket moment?
2: Sorry, hold on. My my baby just walked in the room. Ah! Hi. Oh, Frank. Hi,
0: Frank. <laughs> oh my
2: God. I can't. With him. <laughs> Sorry. I mean, I mean, let me see that. Let me
1: see. Let's see. I, I've heard oh, this child wait, is Frank, magical.
2: Oh, hello hi hi frank. sorry i i have on the headphones so he can't hear you he oh like, hi Can i'm he just say hi. saying it to you lindsay hi, he's god. waving
1: <laughs> oh
2: bless oh my god
0: um graham bless. has the exact same hannah anderson pajamas. <laughs> i love
2: those yeah keeps outgrowing them but yeah they're great frank Thank you, is sorry.
0: Frank is a very adorable, very large baby. He looks like yes. he's like four. He's not again. He's
2: 18 months. <laughs> oh my God. He's such What's a, a name big boy. like
1: Frank. He knew he had, he, he has to wear the pants. Yeah. Exactly.
2: Exactly. It was my dad's name. And my dad was also just like a really big guy. Like, just, okay, you just live, you just like fully like, Embrace you know, that. made it. In, yeah, exactly. You just are, uh, you are so that. True. So it's cool.
0: Yeah. When yeah. you told me your baby's name was Frank, I was just like, that's. that's <laughs> So amazing.
2: I don't know any other
0: babies named Frank, so it's so
2: yeah. good. It's definitely um, like, but it's good because everyone, I feel like, has, like, an Uncle Frank or yeah. a family friend or a thing. Like, everyone has, like, a story about a Frank or, like, yeah. a kind of, like, vision of who Frank is. So, I don't know. I think it's, it's kind of fun. Right.
0: Okay. So, okay, sorry. cute, back to cute distraction <laughs> aside. No, that just reminds me of, like, working with babies. It's, like, so distracting because they're yeah. so cute, you know? Okay. So, yeah, I just, you know, I kind of wanted to zero in on what some of your big leather influences are in terms of iconography and film or fashion what yeah what do
2: you think of when you it's such like a fun question to think about and like I have I like my mind goes in a bazillion different directions but like there's like iconic film moments which are huge you know it's like everything from like indiana jones to um mm-hmm. brad pitt and fight club um yeah i don't know i feel like there's so many johnny depp and crybaby like whatever but then you kind of like sort of think about like who are all those characters like i, I kind of i don't love this word but i can never find a good synonym for it like they're all like badass and they're kind of yeah. like they're not anti- they're not anti-heroes but they're yeah. they're heroes but kind of in this like kind of bad kind of yeah. way that is that I just love and I feel like it's a kind of it's just kind of also like a kind of a cool way to live your life like kind of a little bit like I don't give a fuck but also yeah. like I'm powerful and I'm tough and I, I know what I want and you have a point of view and I, I don't know I feel like there's just this really like kind of strong identity to that kind of character which there's also real people like you know Patti Smith or Johnny oh, Cash yeah. or Kurt Cobain mm-hmm. like yeah all wear leather jackets in kind of very different ways. I love the mythology kind of behind a leather jacket and like, you know, whether it's a character in a movie or a book or somebody you see on the street, but I feel like it has such a strong, um, I don't know, ident- like you have such a strong identity. Well, kind it's a of symbol. It's
0: like a symbol yeah. in American culture of, you know, certainly independence, but the counterculture, you know, and I think yeah. whether it's like, thank punk, you, that's a good word. Yeah, <laughs> punk or the avant garde or, You know, um, 90s grunge, you know, all of these people, you know, tapped into, you know, I think that that power of it. It's like one of those singular fashion items that has all yeah. of this embedded meaning into it. Yeah, I was thinking about that preparing for this um, conversation. And I was thinking about, of course, Patti Smith wearing nothing underneath, you know, in the leather jacket, Andy Warhol, Lou Reed, yeah. you know, kind of mm-hmm. all of those Velvet Underground moments. Who else? Oh, in the and 90s, like, Madonna, yeah. a writer and like, you know, just totally. kind of like cool girls Chaos, in the 90s. Yeah. And
2: yeah, it's, pretty yeah pretty it's, it's also cool too because kind of like you're saying it's like you know generation to generation and decade to decade or whatever like as style changes there's still like continues to be leather jacket moments you know like Madonna in the 80s yeah. like there are all these like great moments and it continues to kind of like you said play a part in counterculture kind of that symbol of non-conformity the-
1: Christina do you have any for me the leather jacket is just a very iconic staple. And as I was telling, we were chatting before that, as a stylist, it's just something that you have, you have it with you at all times. And yeah, especially yeah. in LA, I feel like
2: too, it does well, work really well but- for the leather. <laughs> it's,
1: but it's everywhere. It's, it's just, it's, I think it's the one staple piece that you invest in. And I think that's a great point with you that we can go into because yeah. your price point is, is spectacular. But I think that that leather jacket is something that you can have as like a piece of your own history in your life. And like, when yeah. you go to put it on, whether it's with jeans or you're throwing it over a cocktail dress, it's your second skin. It's like something personal and it's very personal. It's just a must have. And I've done like a lot of work with Rolling Stone and a lot of work with different publications where it's just that piece where sometimes it's like an afterthought you just take it and you throw it over the talent's shoulders and I think that it's also too it's not masculine or feminine it's for everyone and I love that you're yeah. doing all this with the kids because I think this yeah is so, they're so sweet yeah they're there cute you. yeah no, it, when you I see mean, like
0: totally a tiny agree. kid in a leather jacket it's just like <laughs> so ridiculous
2: yeah <laughs> so it's so great. ridiculous it's so cute um but yeah to that point too it's like that's something I mean uh Kristen and I talk about this a lot but just kind of when you think about like sustainability within fashion and stuff like that too it's always something that I've loved about what we make and what we do is like I don't want you to come I mean great if you want to come and buy them in every color but like I that's not what I'm I'm not trying to make like a, something that you need a new one every six months or whatever. Like I want you to have this forever. Like one, we do one thing we offer is repairs, and it's kind of one of my favorite things to check in on what who's jacket we're repairing or what we're doing because it's like the things that end up wearing out are like the elbow, like the lining in the sleeve or something, and it's like that's amazing. That means a person's like worn it so many times that they've worn There's out the light. lining, but also shell is still there. It's still in great condition, so we can just swap out the lining for them or change a zipper because it got stuck on. Something something or maybe they snagged it on a hook or whatever but like that's so cool to me that you know all these styles come in and I'm like oh my god I forgot we even made that you know mm-hmm. that's from 2012 or 2008 <laughs> like that's amazing yeah um I don't, I don't know so that kind of like to your point of it being a second skin and that thing you kind of always have like i kind of also say that to people too like it's an investment piece even at our price point like it's a huge investment you know um but it is also something like price per wear and just the fact that you're like you're not throwing that away it's never maybe you'll sell it maybe you'll pass it down to somebody but like it's not it's an item that you're gonna like keep in your closet pretty much forever which is really cool well
1: I'm glad Uh, that you said the pass it down part because I'll tell you the the first uh, time I became familiar with you and your line I don't know if you would remember uh, my girlfriend had her store warm on uh Street, of course and I remember when you were being sold over at warm and it must have been probably I don't know, six, seven years ago, but yeah. you or someone who was doing your PR offered me a leather jacket. And I, <laughs> to, for the life of me, I can't remember which style I selected. And they're like, Chris and I have had these conversations about what's <laughs> in what closet. it. I'm like, yeah, the piece I've either given to somebody or I've got to relocate it. Yeah. But I remember, cause Winnie was so into brands that were like you know, the French girl goes to Costa Rica, but yeah, yeah, really yeah. into like <laughs> brands of the neighborhood and like, mm-hmm. you know, what, what smaller workshops were doing. And, and I really particularly remember the quality and the lightness yeah. and it had such an easy, easy layering piece. It's been fun looking through your feet and catching up <laughs> on everything you've been doing. Oh, cool. Thank I love you. the yeah. pants, the shorts. It's, it's, it's really, they're great, it's great the yeah, leather scrunchies. yes. Like yeah. <laughs>
2: Your scrunchies. It can't be sold out. Sold out. I know it's because we moved. We can get into all this too, but just like obviously the last two years have been kind of hectic. Kristen knows we have like a, we had a really big studio with a kind of full production line set up. And that was sort of my big goal for 2020 was to move 80% of my production back to New York where we were kind of at like more, we do a lot of our sampling and development in-house and we do. We had kind of maybe 20% of our production that we would make in-house, but obviously that year kind of threw us for a loop and we're not really backed up to doing all our production. And we also moved studios earlier I guess not even earlier this year now. We moved in the like late fall. I'm just kind of cr- getting back to having um, a, new. a little bit more production, being able to turn stuff out. So yeah, we'll get on the scrunchies soon.
1: <laughs> we're, yeah, we're, all tra- we're all trying to get started back up, and we're just I, hit with another stall. all again. Re- yeah. yeah. Recalibrating
0: all the time. Veda used to have crazy. A, a great showroom on Canal Street.
2: Exactly. We would do, we had a little production studio or a little, you know, kind of sample room, but that we could do production out of. And then also it was just our offices as well. So yeah, we were there for like, I think it was like almost 10 years, maybe seven years or something. So
1: yeah, so I was telling her that what I remembered about Veda was that the leather, and I'm actually curious, this thing yeah. I'm wearing today, yeah. is, is that Reformation? From reformation? Yeah. Are these, are these your sleeves?
2: I can't, I don't know how long ago did you get it? Like a long, long time so ago. So
1: I got this from warm and okay. I'm not this girl at all. Yeah. When I saw this, it reminded me of Jeff Spicoli. And I was like, Oh my God, I <laughs> have to get this for when I'm in Malibu. And I literally always, oh, that's perfect it. for Right. <laughs> I'd never yeah. seen anything before that was like, you know, the knit and then with the leather their sleeves yeah, but this, yeah. it's it's got a stretch to it it's very thin the edges are uh, raw. it's just cut yeah. and I remember
2: when they made that style and we shared a studio for ever also for also 10 years so it's very possible that it she was the a leather collaboration we did or or not I don't I just don't remember but I totally remember the style and we did a similar it was a little bit different but we did something with Pamela Love that was like a moto jacket
1: yep she's always in a leather jacket she's yeah. a very she's, leather yeah, jacket a,
2: girl yeah I'm, I'm really curious
1: because I find that it's it's such a big conversation that really deserves and like uh demands a lot of intelligence about how you source your leather and mm-hmm. like what you're doing now and how you're sort of you know developing and working towards different types of sourcing. and
2: Yeah, I mean, sourcing in general is such an interesting subject, especially now that we have such, you know, in the last 20 years, it's such a global kind of production market or however you want to call it. So yeah, it, it is really hard to figure out how to trace stuff, you know, from the beginning to the end. I think one thing for us that we've sort of realized is we, we don't work with a lot of different factories or a lot of different vendors. We really kind of keep it tight, which for us being a small team kind of helps us to navigate that a little bit easier. So we're not dealing with hundreds of vendors all over the place, um, trying to, you know, keep, keep a handle on where everything's coming from. And then one thing in the last three or four years, we actually started a program with Reformation and it was really great for us because again, this is something I talk to Kristen about all the time, but like, you know, you want to make an impact, you want to do the right thing, you want to make the right choices, but there's a lot of opacity along the way. You know, I don't have a big enough budget or team to be able to send somebody to follow the leather from the, from the farm to the tannery to the production facility or but with with reformation we were able to kind of use their guidelines and sort of what they put their you know the the processes that they go through in terms of sourcing and just manufacturing we were able to kind of bring that to one of our manufacturers that we loved working with and they able to kind of set up those checks and balances and that transparency along the way it helped us to like figure out the right questions to ask yeah. and at what point we needed to get certain certifications and all of that stuff so that's been really huge for us I will say like I know there's been a huge kind of uh push in the last I guess it was like was it last month about the Amazon kind of deforestation yeah. and leather yeah. sourcing and, and I think a lot of that cow leather yes um where I we use so. skin out of like mostly out of India so in Turkey
0: yeah
2: so like it doesn't so I think that I mean, not that that's not, that's a great conversation to have, but again, it's kind of the thing, the point I was making before was that I think something I've talked to Kristen about a lot is like. It's really frustrating being a small brand and like wanting to do these things, but then just like not having the kind of resources or manpower to be able to really affect the change that you want. And that's not like an excuse. It's just more like it's the same with like extended sizing or something like that, too. Like we can invest in that, but we could be so much more impactful if that was just an industry standard that like LVMH or somebody else was holding up. Because that stuff would be available to everybody.
0: There really is a need for more institutional support, more government regulation. You know, there's just, there's, there's a big infrastructure that's really flawed and it's really hard individually to move the needle um, for so many designers. Because
2: it's like, no, no, like, you know a fabric mill or whatever is going to give a shit. If I'm not ordering a few hundred yards of something in no, their, you know, eco exactly. thing. it's like, it's got to come from like these bigger, bigger um,
1: buyers. You should, at some point with your social media, do some more things to show your customer about your behind the scenes. Yeah, no, you're right. And like, and you know, <laughs> no, you know why? Because women, especially thoughtful, sensitive women that are, have that more tactile relationship with clothes. It's not just stuff, but they really are into like that whole sort of tactile thing. I think for me, leather is the one arena that's so like, I don't really get it. I would love to see like what you guys are doing to get the product from the beginning to the end, because I think it would open up a lot of people's minds to really thinking about it and understanding their investment.
2: Yeah. And one thing I also like kind of to that point, like with leather, which is really cool is we don't run into minimums in the same way because the skin sizes are pretty small. So it's not like, yes, there might be like a minimum of X amount of, you know, skins to, for dyeing at a certain color or something like that. But like I can cut seven of something if I want, I can cut one of something yeah. and it doesn't really change the price so much. I mean, obviously like pattern, you know, an, a yeah. pattern or something, but it doesn't really change it. And that's, that's also something I love. So there's not a ton of like waste. It's not well, like, you're Oh, we had to, to cut demand. 300 yeah. of them. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, we can cut to order a lot more, especially in our in-house studio. We have a lot more flexibility, which is one of the reasons i always loved having that. Again, like the cost of the jacket is expensive to begin, cost to make, the cost to purchase is expensive. So it's worth it for us to make one. I mean, it wouldn't be worth it if we were making one t-shirt that we sold for $25 or something, but it's worth it for us. And I, and I think in that way too, um, Christina, to your point, it's like it does make it special and that process is really special. Like everything's hand cut, it has to be pretty much, you can't really, you know, like the way you cut a dress or something, you fold the fabric back and forth a bazillion times and then you cut out the pieces. And so you cut, you know, 40 at a time or something, 20 at a time. But with leather, it's like each piece is hand cut. I don't know. Which leather, also, leather has which is, a
1: whole, yeah. Leather has a whole other arc. Well, it's I think a real material, yes. organic
2: material. Yeah. Right? But when yeah. they say,
1: I'm going to get a leather jacket, like uh, getting a leather jacket is in people's mind, like that special item. I think, you know, the
0: more behind the scenes stuff, you know, from any small brand, any women-owned brand, any, you know, independent brand is really valuable because, you know, so many customers just don't know what goes into all of this. Right. And fast yeah. fashion ruined the landscape it basically (laughs) it basically told everyone you know fashion is worthless it's cheap you can buy it for nothing you can throw it away afterwards and and it's disposable and it took the value out of it and I think it's our job in the industry as you know thoughtful responsible players to retrain the customer to understand that you know you're you're paying for something you know that's had so many hands on it along Mm -hmm. the way it's you know it's, you know, they talk about all these people who say, you know, they're feminists or care about women's rights, but then they want to buy a $5 shirt, you know, and you're like, well, there's women who made that for under, you know, a working or living wage. So, you know, it's a huge topic, but yeah, I, to echo Christina's sure. point, you know, anything you can do to kind of show what goes into all of this is really interesting.
2: Um, what about the
0: cactus yeah. leather? I know that's one of your new... Yeah.
2: Yeah. So that's really exciting for us to. I just always, you know, I've, especially like in the last, I don't know, five years, I feel like faux leather has gotten better and it feels nice and a lot of brands are using it. And then it becomes this kind of topic of like vegan leather and, you know, like, why don't you guys have a vegan option or why don't you do that? And I just, I, there wasn't really much on the market that wasn't polyurethane, and it's like, I just don't want to make a Which plastic is, jacket. I just that's not it's the made point of petroleum, do. right? To be it's made from very petroleum, clear, exactly. yeah, exactly. Yeah, and and it's just it's terrible, terrible for the environment. Not that it's really gross, is also, awesome, Every but it's, time really, I think, yeah,
0: it's really, yeah, it's <laughs> really gross
2: to think about wearing a petroleum based, yeah. Know exactly and yeah so i just was like i really like held the line with it and i was like i don't want to i feel like i know there's money to be made or whatever but i just yeah. it didn't get like cheap what we do and yeah. it just didn't feel right for the brands, and it didn't feel right for me like i didn't want to wear that so yeah. for, the, for a while there were other things there's there's mushroom leather there's mm-hmm. but it was for a long time it just wasn't at a place where it could support a garment it was right. like maybe you could make a shoe out of it or a bag right. or something like that but you couldn't um it's it crunchy. just didn't make sense for yeah it's crunchy yeah. more recently there is a, a cactus leather that was developed out of mexico we've been kind of testing it a little bit at first it kind of still didn't there wasn't really a garment weight it still made more sense for like a bag or something it just wasn't quite working for a garment but they re- more recently released a garment weight it's it's really great it it still feels like doesn't feel exactly like leather to me but it but it behaves like leather uh, Um, And it feels like a really nice fake leather. It's not quite as drapey. It's not Mm -hmm. quite as like organic feeling. And that's because they've kind of turned it into a fabric in a sense. But it's great. I mean, the outside looks like it It kind of has like a sweet smell. Like it kind of smells like agave to me, which I think is really cool. Like better than smelling like petroleum (laughs) right um and also just because like leather has such a distinct smell it's kind of cool that this stuff actually weirdly has a smell at least that's what I think it smells like I don't know if anyone else can confirm that but yeah I've been wearing mine around I like it it's a little more I think maybe papery would be the right word not Mm -hmm. necessarily in its thinness but kind of in the way like it's not quite as soft as leather it doesn't quite um have that same but to the hand it feels really similar have you made any shirting
0: out of it yet it sounds like maybe it's good for I think it would be it would be
2: good and what's cool is like you wouldn't have to have as many seams and stuff too whereas you often with leather you need more seams so like yeah yeah, I think it'd be great for like a skirt I haven't made one in it yet but it would totally work well for that and then also yeah for like a shirting would be great too um it's cool because it doesn't have to be lined we line our jackets still just so that they feel more like our jackets Mm -hmm. um but you wouldn't have to which is kind of cool making them all in New York so we're um, making them to order and kind of just kind of gauging the reaction. I've uh, cool. been talking to a few retailers about potentially trying it as well.
1: But I'd love to feel it when I finally get back to New York. I'd be really curious <laughs> to see what it's like. You know, I, I wanted yeah. to say this. I was telling Kristen that I'm so happy to be late to the party, but to learn that you are very generous and thoughtful with your sizing. Think that that's such a smart way to think. And as a stylist, I can say, you know, I really cater to a range of women in different sizes. And I was saying to Kristen that, you know, for my ladies that are larger sizes, what really bugs me a lot of times is that the quality of the goods mm-hmm. and the way they're made, it it's all feels like yeah. disposable. So, yeah. It almost feels like disposable clothing. It's an afterthought, is, which is crazy. Yeah. And it makes me angry because if anything, they need like more support. And I was just actually looking while you guys were chatting and I saw Ashley Graham wearing your trousers. And yeah. especially since it's so much today about women champion women and women yeah. with small business, so important for a brand that is really hitting the classics and that's what you're doing with your pants yeah. and the kids and the jackets and the shapes and the style. This is something that's not going to go out, yeah. of st- out of style. You can do this year in and year out. I was really excited to learn that today and yeah, to say that I think it's a very, besides from being with the times, I just think that it's a very thoughtful way to offer your product.
2: Yeah. Thank you so much for saying that. Yeah. I, it was like, a re- it was really important to me and it made a lot more sense as I pre-pandemic even was like, I just, I've been doing this for a really long time you know my life is changing I was having a baby I wanted to kind of shift what how I what how I was working and what I was doing and I was I was just feeling burnt out I wanted to get back to kind of what we started doing which was making classic making jackets you know making great leather outerwear and then at the same time I had been wanting to extend the sizing and we had been kind of creeping up but it was hard to do it on a full range of clothing and sort of just sort of clicked with me too. like, okay, like stop trying to make a bunch of things for everyone. Like, Mm -hmm. let's just get back to what we do really well. And then it became easy. Okay. I can grade up these jackets. It'll take a little bit of time. It'll take a few more fittings or whatever, but like, we can do that. And then to your point too, it's like, uh, that's what I was hearing from my you know plus size, like friends and community was just like, I never get to buy a real, like nobody offers me a real leather jacket. Like I have to buy no, a it's, leather, it's, leather it, yeah, it's, it's
1: faux leather, but it's even more than that. The quality is poor and it's like, mm-hmm. a, it's like disposable clothing. And I think that's yeah. the exact thing that we're all trying to get away from. Yeah,
2: for sure. That's been really great for us and like really opened up our audience in, in, in a way. And then also kind of, again, allowed us to like focus on what we do well and kind of really own that space again. And that's, that's kind of what I wanted to get back to. And like, between doing extending our sizes and then also kind of working with reformation too. It's like, then I you get a younger kind of cooler girl kind of figuring out about beta too. And yeah. that's just been like a really kind of, it really has been kind of a really nice way to expand our business in a way that I wouldn't have thought of before, before it would have been get more stores, make the right. line bigger, you know, yeah. develop a new category, something like that. And I think, you know, I
1: think we, collaborations are such a good way for brands to work right now. A it shows yeah. the- community I think that it shows how brands can support one another it doesn't have to be like this competitive thing and that the way your creative brain works with another creative brain this is you know why it would brought Kristen and I together to yeah. have this kind of dialogue mm-hmm. you said something I just want to ask you um, mm-hmm. about being burnt out and it just yeah. kind of- means to one of our questions. What is about, what is that?
0: I've never, you know, what is I've that? never <laughs> experienced that. Does, what does that feel like?
1: Because yeah. I'm in the same boat as, you know, I'm an independent company yeah. I have a freelance business, but my business has been structured for the last 12 years where up until the pandemic, I had a bi-coastal presence. I had normally as many as myself, plus five to seven assistants running back and forth between two cities and literally couldn't even tell you week to week what I was doing. Cause I was just like on automatic pilot. And now like yeah. with the whole, like I was supposed to come back to New York in the middle of December. I hadn't been there for three months that all got canceled. I'm still out here in LA just waiting to come back. But I think it's, it's such an important thing as women for us to share that how you have sort of made the adjustments during this time and kind of going back to like, you know, your own personal, like Heritage and DNA of what brought you into it to start with? Yeah.
2: I think, you know, I started beta when I was really young. I think I was 23 or 24. Um, I got really lucky. I had a really good opportunity to do something like that, and it was amazing. And I worked super hard for, you know, uh, 15 years doing that. And then, like, And it was so fun. And it was, like you said, it's like building a business. And I kind of don't know what's happening. You know, we're on a schedule, obviously. But, like, you know, you're making a new collection all the time. There's new stuff happening. So, like, you kind of can get on autopilot. And, like, you don't... It's really hard to get off that hamster. Like,
0: so many of us get on it and
2: it's really hard to get off, back, you know, Oh, yeah. I can't because the collection is going to become up in the yeah. next season. I'll, I'll take a break or I'll do something or I'll change it or whatever. But it's just like those deadlines keep coming and yeah. the calendar keep, you know, keeps moving forward. And yeah. yeah, it's really hard to get a break and it's really hard to kind of step back. And even just to look at your business and be like, yeah. Oh, is this, is this the business that I want it to be? Is and I don't Which think I really vital had, at some yeah point. exactly of course yeah I made some like really hard decisions in 2019. I, I had a really big team for a while when we had a store and stuff too, um, and I, that had kind of shifted a little bit. But then I just knew that I wasn't happy, and I didn't know what else to do. it was almost that I was so dedicated to my team and to this to what I what we had built that I felt really stuck and it was super hard I think I I probably like said this metaphor to Kristen already too but it was like you know it was like I had to like send my kids off to college or something and it was just like so like I had to be like I have to let you go so that you can do bigger and better things but like I want you guys to stay home with me forever but I had to do that in order to kind of let myself get free from it um and it was like one of the hardest things I had to do as business owner like I think as women when you run a business I mean there's of ways to do it I think for me I really treated it like a family and that was important to me with boundaries but like I really genuinely like care about these women and their well-being, And we had, you know, that was, it was all women. We showed up every day for each other. And, and then at some point it just wasn't working for me anymore. And I had to really decide what that, you know, what that meant. And and also at the same time, you have a business, you have debt, you have obligations, you have all of these things. So I can't just say, I don't want to do this anymore. I'm quitting or I'm shutting it down. Like that also wasn't an option for me. Yeah, And And something needs to change. Something needs to change. And then I, also, then after I did that, I also found out I was pregnant. So maybe it was just kind of the universe letting me opening make, space some, make some space yeah. for that. That wasn't actually the reason, but it mm-hmm. sort of ended up making sense for my life. Yeah. I don't know if I answered your question. Yeah, Christina, no, you but did. Thi- no, yeah, you yeah, did. Because the thing
1: is, I think with small businesses, you know, the mindset is always grow the business, grow the business, grow yeah. the business. And I think that if somebody ever said to me now, cause I made my decision in my early forties to go back to New York and live in New York and keep my office here. And it was a very weird time in life to me, but I was like either going to buy a house in West Hollywood or move back to New York. And I moved back to New York. And I never, I was, da- I was a dancer. I never got a handbook. That said, this yeah. is how you, how you run are. a business. A freelance, yeah. celebrity styling. Thing. Yeah. And then yeah. I was like, the not only a good roadmap guy, there. Yeah. Or you don't learn necessarily, except by experience, how the business can get bigger, and then how, if you need to, how you have to pull it back.
2: Yeah. yeah.
1: And you know, that's what I'm learning right now is you know people say, well, are you back in LA? And I'm like, I'm where I need to be. If I need to be in New yeah. York, I'll be in New York. I can be where I need to be. And- yeah. I think that everybody, I have so many friends as Kristen does that are are designers and listening. I mean, what you were doing to stay afloat at the beginning of the pandemic, that was one conversation.
2: Yeah. Now
1: here it is. I was thinking about it. We are almost two years in this state Mm -hmm. that we've been in and I don't think it's ending anytime soon. And it's got to make it so super challenging. It's hard. It's, it's not, you know, and my service is hands-on and I on the computer with people. So, you know, chapeau. I really, yeah.
2: <laughs> thanks. Yeah. I mean, that was kind of, that was the sort of realization is like, I'm, I don't, I didn't know how to grow it any bigger than it was. I'm sure there was a way to do it, but I didn't feel like I wanted that. And then to kind of like yeah it's a really scary choice to kind of like go backwards in some you know sense like i'm going to scale back but to I'm
0: stay gonna... independent you have to yeah. you know be flexible with that and sometimes to scale you need to take on you know capital and investment yeah. and that's a whole other you know
2: totally i think i just i'm very much like any of my friends will tell you i'm like i'm not sure what the like test is but i'm like a rebel like so i hate being told what to do and yeah. i think that like for so long <laughs> Like, at some point, like, it was like, okay. oh, I'm the own boss, so I'm telling, you know, I'm in charge. But then at some point, like, the brand and everything else got bigger, and like that, I was so beholden to it and to yeah. everyone. Like, well, then I just, like, felt trapped. I was yeah. like, I feel, I don't feel like I get to do what I want to do, even though, obviously, I do and all yeah. of that. But it was more, like, on a yeah. emotional level. I just felt so, like, kind of beholden to this thing, and I couldn't see my family as First often enough and as yeah. I wanted, and I couldn't, yeah. And so yeah, it was definitely like a scary break. And I wouldn't say it's like been like the most like lucrative, um, like awesome time, but also like in other ways it has been really great for me and it's been great for the brand too. And I think kind of to like having the longevity of the brand, this made more sense. Um, okay.
0: So on a lighter note, um, Mm -hmm. you live and work in Chinatown. New York city. Let's talk about the area and some of our favorite. I mean, that's like such a rich, amazing neighborhood of New York. Um, let's talk about some of our favorite restaurants and what are, what are some of your go-to's?
2: Yeah, so I definitely love kind of that whole. Well, I just end up going to, and I love it, that whole Dimes Square kind of area. So, cool. Dimes, um, the market, the deli, the restaurant, yep. like all of things. What's the so Dimes there. cookbook? Do
0: you have the Dimes cookbook? It's so good. Yes. Yeah. It's,
2: yeah, yeah. It's so, great. what's
1: the vegan place called that's east of there? I told, I told I, I, yeah, I told Kristen my, my New York brain is, definitely is needs some, some God, sharpening. I don't know.
2: Are you thinking, you're not thinking of like a fat choy that kind of new, it's new ish kind of by the, vegan bakery by um that's up a block on like not no block but it's you on know, next to this not bar, kiki's
1: not kiki's no no it's another place anyway i can't think of the name but that's okay but kiki's kiki's yeah.
2: Kiki's we loved you kiki's you like is a kiki's? 10 I'm going to have a hot take right now. I love going to Kiki's with friends and hanging out and eating French fries and drinking some like mediocre wine. I don't think the food's good. And I'm such like, a, like, I don't get out that often. So like, yeah. I just want to eat delicious food. Yeah. It, that's just my hot take. I, I like, I, I like, like
0: the, the I wine the bar, and I, I like little bar
2: snacks there. Yeah. But
1: what about the place that's next door to Kiki's? It's amazing. It's the oh, yeah. little Italian Beccaro. place. Baccaro. Yeah.
2: yeah Baccaro. Baccaro's, I, 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 that's also like one where I feel like some people are like that they don't like that style of Italian food but that's Asian. on a different
1: that's on a different it's, street though right
2: well it's, they're all in division kind of right okay there. so it's like forget me not Baccaro and Kiki's um I love Baccaro I don't know and Michael. So and, like, Michale,
0: and Michaelis.
2: yeah yeah I, okay. I like Mel I like Mel's bakery a little I bit know. better but <laughs> I know I know Michaelis <laughs> I and I Mel's are pay. both very solid yeah. I'm not even picky with food, but those are like, you're just like, got my, you just got my two hot takes on neighborhood food. I mean, I am picky with food. I love food. I'm not picky. I love food, I guess. I are should you, say. So they're, they're meeting. Are they you don't.
0: Scar's or Williamsburg pizza?
2: I'm Scar's. Scar's is a better pizza, but I'm like, yeah. don't, I feel like I don't wait. In, I can't wait in line for a slice of pizza it's for two. The, long. I'll the, wait the for hot
0: honey, the hot honey pepperoni at Scar's. I'm Ooh. just like, Obsessed with and there, I think it's a vegan Caesar salad. Is that what yeah? It the is?
2: vegan Caesar salad is oh my
0: really god. Good. Kristen, yeah, I oh think good. you could
1: have been a food critic also. I really oh god. <laughs> everything I, she she talks about things that like I don't eat, but then when she talks about them, like god, that's You're like what I, I, need I, that. I really, really yeah. want that.
2: I love food. But Kristen, oh you have to try the spicy soap pizza from Monero's. Mm. Well, when I
1: come back, when, when I get back <laughs> there, which is hopefully gonna be sooner than later, I was telling Kristen I want to come like meet you in person and do whatever kind of stuff is it there's also
2: servos is the other one i like okay it's like it's right by clandestino and dimes like between those two it's like portuguese food um Oh, but just a great that. vibe, especially in the summer because they've been like closing all of Canal Street off, so you can just like eat outside under the umbrellas and it's just fun. that was and
0: like it, a party it was all summer just, it was down great. there. It was yeah, crazy, it was lovely. Yeah, oh my god, it like felt yeah. like a really nice, vibey New York moment. Totally, like,
2: yeah, kind of to that. Like, I, I think the other thing, kind of like in the neighborhood, that's nice that I love, especially about that kind of area, is like there's a bunch of like female owned kind of businesses like mm. up and down Orchard street. There's coming soon. Oh yeah. Those girls. Women. So good. Um, you did
0: pillows. Um, that yeah, sold there yeah, for a minute, made, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
2: So. We made some home goods and sold them there. Um, and that was kind of like, kind of to like, I don't know, I've just been having fun, like using our studio that we can make kind of small one-off things. And then also just like, we made those using scrap, pieces, you know, smaller pieces that we couldn't make jackets out of, or that we had, you know, cut jackets out of, but there were pieces left. So it was really fun. We made these patchwork leather and cheerling just kind of throw pillows.
1: It's just an idea. You'll think I'm crazy.
2: What if you made, what if you made
1: for um, people to wear with their boots? What if you made it's really soft leather legging. I mean leather leg warmers that had like thin mm. elastic on the top that people could put right over their boots. Put them over mm. their boots. Okay. It's a little bit of like Antwerp fashion, but mm-hmm. it's, yeah, it's yeah. Very I Antwerp. feel like I
2: like a shear I like a shearling version of that. That's kind of yeah. Fun. yeah. Ooh. <laughs> like, a, a, like,
1: a, like a like a, a, little, a, a little boot cover. Oh my <laughs> yeah. god.
0: A little shearling boot cover like that. I love that. Um, <laughs> do you remember those patchwork scrap leather jackets
2: you made for me at 2510? Yeah. Those were so I good. Still- I have like two of the samples hanging in the studio, actually, like I pretty much boxed everything else up, but I'm like, I, I really those. like those. I want to make more that. It's like, a, yeah. like the size that I have is like too small for me. So like yeah. they look silly, but I really like cute. them. Yeah, would cute. Be,
0: yeah, that was a really cute concept. Um, okay, so one more thing to hit on before we let you go and get back to that gorgeous little baby that I hear. <laughs> Strange Paradise Sandals. Oh, yeah. Can you tell me about this project?
2: Yeah, so this was kind of another great thing about sort of slowing down and making more space in my life is that this project that my husband had kind of been putting in my ear for many months or years who, he actually, who Christina
0: by the way was like looking through your Instagram and it's like who is this babe I'm like That's I'm like husband.
1: So, some women some women really just get like the babes you, you, your husband yeah, Alexi Lubomirsky like 80 <laughs> and Adrian Brody I was like wow I just like he's, yeah,
2: he's great. And he's also so lovely and loving and nice. Yeah. So I got really lucky. But he had been living in LA. Actually, people think we're kind of crazy. We've been together for I don't even know how long over 10 years now at our eight year mark or something. He was like, he was like, I need to move to LA for work for a little while. And I was like, Okay, I guess I'm here because I can't leave my work. So <laughs> for like, he was in LA for like two and a half, three years or something. Um, Back and forth, obviously. But anyways, the point of that is that he was in LA, he was going to the boxing gym all the time. And like, you know, in LA, sandals are more of a thing. He's not really like a guy who wears sandals, but he was yeah. like at the boxing gym, I just needed something like that. But I didn't want those like kind of shower like plastic sandals. Plastic. Yeah. Because you know, he, they would work out barefoot there. And then it's LA you don't want to like go like put your like sweaty socks on and like yeah. you know, your right. sneakers or whatever. But anyways, um, so he'd been talking to me about this thing. Like what if we did like a like, you know, like a shower sandal like an Adidas sandal or something, but we did it with like you know, Italian leather and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, yeah, it's cool. I get it. I like it. But like, I don't, know. I don't have time to think about this, you know, like he was so like for a year, he was just like talking about it and thinking about it and make me sandals. sandals. He was like, do you have time, you know, whatever. So then I had time and I was like, all right, I'm going to figure this out. So we found this great little factory in Tuscany. Um, We're working with an Italian tannery also who has like all their, you know, certification, um, leather working group and all of that stuff so that was that was that felt really good too to be able to kind of um keep it all kind of local within italy um the soles are manufactured there as well it's just been this fun project so we kind they're of really launched- nice i have a pair yeah, they're really the, the, the comfortable like, and nice yeah the idea was like kind of in the veda same veda vein of like make something that's like substantial and nice and high quality but also like mm-hmm. doesn't have to break the bank even though yeah. obviously it would. Lit- you know, that's relative with beta. It's obviously still expensive, but these are, we're retailing them for $87. So under a hundred dollars. Um, we're just doing a direct consumer kind of thing. And you know, we kind of just were like, let's just put it out there. And so we kind of got our production in September and kind of started um, putting them out in October. So obviously not the right season for sandals, but it's been like getting a great response from kind of our friends and sort of just like- People wear
1: sandals of- in LA right now. Just exactly. Wear so- they, wear so- they wear socks with, with socks. With socks. Yeah. I know, which so- I actually exactly. love that
2: look. Yeah. I do too. And I actually, I actually have them. I I think I switched to my slippers, but I had them on earlier today. Yeah, um, just in the house. Like I love having them on in, in the house with like, oh yeah, with um with socks. Just because they're like, a also... big part
0: of my work from home uniform oh, now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
2: yeah. So that's been kind of yeah. So that was sort of a fun thing idea. Like it's not a super trend driven thing. Like we'll add new colors and change stuff up, but yeah, the idea is like you can have these for a long time. It's not like. Uh, you know, a rubber sandal that you would throw away at the end of the season, maybe, or something, or that would get too gross or grimy. Um,
0: okay. Well, we are now out of time. Okay. We are over time, <laughs> actually. Sorry, guys. I mm-hmm. did not set my alarm, so we've just talked and talked. Um, no, thank you so much for joining us today, Lindsay. We really enjoyed this conversation,
1: and so it was nice to meet
2: you. To, yeah. Yeah. Soon. You too. Yeah. And you're, and so you're kind of
1: my neighbor. I mean, I'm. I'm a I know. Yeah. West you than me, you. I will. Let me know when you're back.
2: It's I'll it's take, it's, thank you it's, to all my, it's all
1: my all my spots. <laughs> it's the it's the big it's the big question, and hopefully sooner than hopefully sooner than later. Stay safe over there and cozy. Yeah, yeah. All thank
2: right, you. ladies. Thank you.
1: thank you. Have a good one.